Hi, everyone. Mitch from PickDogs.com. And it is Wednesday, April 20th, 2022. Here with your free picks show live in the morning show. I don't know what we call this thing. Maybe we'll get a name for it, a kitschy name or something. Joe Madden's back. She's a little under the weather, but still uh, brightening up this set. That's for sure. Of course, we got Brian as well. It's It's been uh, a pretty, uh, the last two days without Joe here, pretty not no uh no drama no issues brian and i agreeing on a lot of picks and respectfully disagreeing on other picks it's like uh, i it was uh it was it was peaceful i don't know did it we got it done joe how you feeling today oh i'm rough but i'm here all right oh. well it's nba playoffs we got a game three going on we got a few we got a, uh two game twos at game three we've got uh major league baseball extra games you know, going on as well in baseball. So uh, pretty solid card of action going on across the board. NHL winding down that season. Man, this is the longest wind down of the season I think I've ever, <laughs> I've ever yeah. seen. Um, they, they just wind it down, right? It's like, I mean, they've been winding down for a month. It's like, I mean, it's pretty much set, right? I don't know. I haven't looked at the Typically, standings. Typically, don't the NHL playoffs start before the NBA playoffs in years past? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm You wrong. would think so because it's no. like it heads into spring and it's a cold weather thing. Now, you know that something's going on in the NHL. This is when I know something's going on in the NHL. When my Facebook friends that I grew up with in Miami are excited about NHL. Okay. Because <laughs> that's like these guys... Nobody goes to the games, right? In, in Florida, nobody, right? It's it's a ghost town. Like I when I when I was living in Fort Lauderdale, like I don't know, twenty years ago or something. It was the year of the rat, like the year that the Panthers made that big run in the playoffs. They went all the way to the finals, and I'm telling you, I went to a game and I got my tickets the day of the game at the box office to a playoff game. But Tampa Bay draws a crowd, though, don't they? I don't think so. Florida hockey just doesn't make sense. I mean, it's not a cold weather town. Nobody grew up playing hockey. Like we had one in in Miami. I had never saw. I've told, told I've told this story before. I've never saw snow till I was like sixteen years old. So, you know, we just didn't. It's just not really a cold weather place. Like when you went to summer camp or something, they took you to the Polar Palace and you went ice skating. You know, once a year and just fell on your ass all over the place. Everyone <laughs> bring a sweatshirt. You know, it's like, uh, you know, one of those things you have to find the sweatshirt, you know, it's like, not really sure. But uh, yeah, it's not really that type of place. So it's like, it, it it's not organic to that environment. That's why some of these Southwestern teams like Phoenix, like uh, Miami, like Tampa Bay, it just doesn't even make sense. I know Tampa Bay probably a little bit more excitement because they've won recently, but I still can't imagine that it's a tough ticket at all. Maybe someone can add some insight to that. But, um, yeah. But I know in Canada, it's the opposite end of the spectrum. It's a tough, tough ticket. Oh, it absolutely is. To get good seats, you got to get them early. The, so. be- the beauty of Canada is, though, that it's not real money. It's like all this different colored <laughs> stuff, right? It's like, <laughs> I always Mono- feel that. Like, monopoly money. Yeah, when I'm in a foreign country, I always feel like it's not real money. You know, and now I'm starting. Now you start to feel that way about cash, right? Because you never use cash for anything. It's like you used to always have the wallet, you know, with the cash, and it's like I can't even tell you the last time I carried a wallet. You know, I can't even tell you. 
it's like even, every once in a while you get a place that's cash only and then you have to take a step back because you don't have any cash well they have the so. eight they always they always have the atm with the ridiculous surcharge yeah like <laughs> they point to the atm it's got like a 14 dollar surcharge you know it's like i need 38 bucks to pay the tab yeah, see, now I've found everywhere is like they won't take cash. It's like it's uh, debit, credit, or nothing. So it's actually surprising. Anyways, let's get rolling. Let's look at this schedule for today. We got three NBA games lined up, uh, playoffs, and you know the first round of the playoffs usually not known uh, for being overly competitive, but um, that was a shocker last night with the Pelicans. I mean, we had them on the spread, I believe. Yeah, we both but, uh, took the Pelicans on the spread on the show, but um, I did not see them winning that game. I thought for sure the Suns were going to win. I thought it was going to be like one of those six point Sun wins. Yep. But now the Pelicans have home court advantage in that series. I th- what a shocker. We did say the Pelicans were looking good and kind of doing all the right things and, and all of that stuff. If um, they could get what's-his-name out in the court, you know. Former number one pick. Anyways, we've got uh, Celtics and the Nets going on here. Uh, Celtics... Kind of ripped the Nets' heart out in game one. And uh, as soon as that ball went into the bottom of the hoop, I got a text from Big Al. He said, the Nets really needed that one. And uh, I agree with him. Teams lose like that, the next game they usually get stomped. Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I'm sitting here regretting not having Boston Celtics as a premium play. I think there'll be too many people making love here to the Brooklyn Nets after their performance last game. But the Celtics had them under control in that third quarter, and then they let the Nets climb back in it. I, I think Boston covers tonight, and really it's a strong play, I believe. Joe, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think um, I think we've got a high-scoring style game in this one. I'm liking the over. I think we're going to see um, this easily go over. I think, you know... I agree with you on Brooklyn that everyone's going to be humping up on them. I think they try to keep it tight. They probably keep it tight into that third quarter, getting us enough points to help us with this over here. But I do think the Celtics come out and dominate. Got the uh, the Celtics, um, according to the betting tools, the Celtics, the king of the first quarter, 12-0. and 0. In the first quarter, the last 12 first quarters. That's from the betting tools from the streaks page. Game number two, we head to Toronto where the 76ers large and in charge in game one and two. That second quarter, they took a one-point game and turned it into a 78-point game. And then in the third quarter, they were up by 445 points. Um I don't know. I'm sure there were some people out there still saying, should I bet the end game here on the Raptors? And if you did, you probably did okay. But uh, it was ugliness and more ugliness. And that's those were, that was uh, it's like those second and third quarters. And it's like, I haven't seen a beat down like that since, you know. It was like, oh, my God, did they get woodshedded? It was uh, just straight dominance. But 
just one game. And, you know, we've seen massacres before and the other team come back. Uh, the thing is, is that we've seen two massacres back to back here. But the Sixers, horrible in the favorite role on the road versus the Eastern Conference. Absolutely horrible spot. Joe, is it excitement in Toronto? Because I can see the excitement in your face. You can see it today? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're, you you're, gl- you're glowing. <laughs> no, <I'm not> <laughs> it, it, it might be part of the leftover fever here. <laughs> so um, you know what? I do think the Toronto Raptors have a bounce back game. I think they do play strong in this one. They're just so strong at home and they're strong off rest as well. And they thrive in this underdog role going 4-0 against the spread in their last four games as a home underdog. Um, I expect a lower scoring one in this one as well as I, um, I don't think the Philadelphia 76ers will be able to have such dominating games as we saw in game one and game two here in Toronto. I think we'll continue to see the 76ers struggle on the road. Um, you just can't get past that 0 and 5 against the spread in their last five road games. So give me the Toronto Raptors plus the points. Ryan? Yeah, the Raptors are actually favored in the first quarter here. And I think uh, it's a strong play to take the Toronto Raptors to win the first quarter. I think they come out strong, fast, and hard against these Sixers. They, Raptors got to have this game. I like them first quarter. Strong, fast, and hard for Bittler. So she said. Anyways, we'll take. Uh, I like. Uh, I'll. I'll take the Raptors first quarter. Like, well, is that really a trend? I don't think so. I think it's actually the other way around. To be honest with you, I think the Sixers are like a dominant first half team. Let me check. We'll check. We'll go to the betting tools. Seventy six or six and zero oh in the first half, even money. Quarter, That's not the first quarter. Four and, four and oh in the first quarter at Toronto. Hmm. Even money. I like the Sixers' first quarter. I beg to differ with Brian on this one. All right. Surprise. Well, just, we disagree think, on something. Got the Milwaukee Bucks up against the Chicago Bulls. Uh, the Bulls covered pretty, you know, the, the Bucks, they had it. They kind of, you know, were in the lead the whole time. They kind of just messed around, messed around, messed around, and then... Uh, the Bulls ended up covering in the end of the game. It was kind of like the Heat-Hawks game yesterday where the Heat were just, you know, the whole game, they were way outside the number, right, as far as covering. And then, I don't know, they just, I don't know what they did. And they just kind of just stood around, you know, and just said, and then at the end of the game, they're kind of like, all right, let's play again, you know. And it's like, basically, we can beat this team by whatever we want, whenever we want, but, you know, without Capella in there. And uh, that's exactly what they did. It'll be interesting to see if the Bucks, you know, take that as a as a message, you know, that maybe they should play a little harder, or the Bulls, um, maybe they're they're a little better than we thought. Uh, the trend here says though that this one is all Chicago Bulls. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, I, I think Milwaukee comes out. I think they got the wake-up call in that last game. It's it's the game that I like the least out of the three, but I think the Bucks stomp them here. So I'm going to wait a little bit. If I can get in at nine and a half, uh, I'll jump on it. I think the Bucks covered tonight against the Bulls. Slap them around. 0-4 is home favorites. Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> I thought you were a Buck guy. Well, maybe no, on the, maybe uh, on the money line. 
No, I would imagine the guys that played the Suns money line yesterday. I'm sure there was plenty of them in our YouTube comments. Same guys, maybe they maybe they parlayed them up with the Dodgers. Yeah. See that you know, and and there and there it starts to happen. You know, it's like all those Dodgers games where these guys earned three to four bucks on a ten dollar bet yesterday. Three losses, basically. You know, all it takes is one ten dollar loss when you're only making three dollars on a win. You know. That's all it takes. Joe, what do you think of this gem? I think it's too many points. Um, we saw Chicago just struggle to find the basket in the last game, and I don't think they come out with those kind of struggles in this one. I think the Bucks win it, but I don't think by 10. Um, I think this is going to be a lower scoring one. So I love the under here, under 225. These two teams have trended so nicely to that under. I'm going 5-0 and in the last five meetings in Milwaukee as well. And we did see the box struggle to get the points on the board in the last game as well. So give me the under 225 in this. I'm going to say something that I've never said on this show before. It's not that. It's that the Bulls look to be a better team, a much different team with Caruso on the floor. And it's like, he's not a guy that's like, I don't consider him an NBA superstar, anything like that. He just seems to hold it together and be that guy that maybe learned this playing with LeBron or something that in those bigger moments, in those competitive moments, he's dependable. Right? Because I think LeBron, while we, you know, we all have varying opinions on LeBron, it's... um he does hold guys accountable. And I think when you've played with a guy like that, when you play with a Michael Jordan, when you play with, a, you know, these type of guys that are just Tom Brady, you know, it's like you become a different player. You know, do you, does anyone think that Gronk would be the same tight end if he played with, uh, you know, Matt Stafford in Detroit? I doubt it. No way. I doubt it. You know? Yeah. Just different. Yeah, um, that leadership. Yeah, just a different thing. And I thought Caruso was the difference maker in getting that cover. You know, and I think the Bulls were pretty excited to get that cover against the Bucks. They were just seemed pretty excited about it. So I think this one's going to be a little bit tougher game. And also, I noticed that Giannis was taking a lot of shots from deep. You know, and it's like, what? You know, he can't take the easy two. You know, anymore. He's got to shoot the three. It's like. I think that that mucking around makes this, you know, takes what could be a 20-point game and turns into a 6-7 point game again. Your Chicago Bulls. Brian. I think they take one to Chicago, the Bulls. So I would play I don't know if they win. I don't know if they win the game, but I think they have a legitimate puncher's chance. And I think after last night, I think the last two so the last two nights we've seen Pure upset winners. We saw the Dallas Mavericks do it two nights ago at nearly two to one on your money. And then we saw it um, last night with the, uh, with the Pelicans against the Suns. We're at a point in the NBA, you know, and really almost all sports, there's no crappy teams in these playoffs. You know, there's no crappy teams here. I think that you need to be at full strength, you know, in order to make that move. I think that I think the Mavs, if they don't get Luca back in a hurry, this is going to be this series is going to be over. You know, they're going down in six at the most. You know, if Luca doesn't come back, probably five. You know, and you know it's like the Hawks without Capella. 
you got no chance, you know, against the Heat. Zero, you know, zip. Slim left town, you know. It's it's all over. But if you have everybody, well, anybody can beat anybody in any given night. And I don't consider Zion Williamson being out for the Pelicans. I consider he doesn't play for them. Really but if he was playing, it would make a difference. Maybe, think. maybe not. Maybe they're not as good with him in there because maybe they're too Zion-focused. You think he'd be want to get back in there with these guys making a blue-collar push? Huh? I thought the big man did a nice job last night for the Suns, you know, setting the tone. Uh, I thought it was a good game, right? It's like the Suns, it wasn't... Um, it wasn't like the Pelicans, you know, got lucky or anything like that. They took the lead and they put the hammer down. Maybe Ninos was was hexing Chris Paul there. They seem to be a second half team, the Pelicans, at least in the playoffs. It just seems that they're playing with a lot of confidence, and we saw that in both the playing games. The coach is doing a hell of a job. McCollum is a difference maker. It's like he they know they got a guy that they know can hit the shot every single time. Helps. Anyways, Brian, what are you selling to these nice people today? Up off a three in one day, got back on track. It's been a solid 20 days of April. I got my massive winning Wednesday three-pack, my three best bets for $50 at PickDogs.com. Premium picks, make sure you pick it up. I love the card today. Great. I got a super game in the NBA and two Major League Baseball plays that look like to be easy winners. So hopefully uh, we follow through the sweep today. Joe? Um, I've got two in the NBA today and one in the MLB. So head on over to pickdogs.com, you guys. All right. It's the welcome back. Get well soon, Joe Madden special. <laughs> two and one. Speaking of baseball, boy, you know, I really thought the Tigers had that one yesterday. They had Garrett Cole yeah. <laughs> dead to rights. I mean, they had him so dead. He lasted in, what, an inning and two thirds. He made it. It was like they had the bases loaded. He could not find the plate. That was so he at, he gets a million bucks to start. We figured if he makes all 36 starts, my guess is he goes on the DL, the the, the injured list, right? He goes on the IL um, is my guess after that. They got to do strange something. shoulder, strange shoulder probably. Is that what they said? No, I'm just making it up, but that's the kind of injury that they say they have, a tired arm or something. We examined Cole and he rated – Extremely high on the suck factor. <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll have to wait till this dies down a little bit. I tell you, he he looked he could not find the plate. It was like Robbie Ray on a bad day. You know, it was like he could not find the plate. And then the frustration. They they pulled him out in the second inning. Milwaukee Brewers. Get the day started against the Pittsburgh Pirates. They own the Pirates, man. They absolutely own them. Um, the Guardians, see if they can get this White Sox game. This game has been on the shelf for two days. Yes. Bieber versus Keiko. Um, If anyone's bought my premium picks the last two days, you've got this pick. So <laughs> it's, it's basically, you know, it's uh, it's the same game. So I've got the same pick in that one. Guardians run line. Anyways, I also have <laughs> the uh, – we also got the Rockies taking on the Phillies. Zach Eflin favored here at Coors Field. Phillies did not look like favorites yesterday. In fact, I got to say that that um, ninth inning was probably one of the more pathetic at-bats, uh, three at-bats I've ever seen in my life. What was it, nine pitches total? 
something like that. It was horrific. It's like cutter, 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 cutter. Oh, here comes the cutter. Game over. It was it was sad to watch. Brian, any of these three do it for you? No, they do it for me, but the one for my free pick, I'm going to go with the over eight in the Pirates Brewers, both Woodruff and Keller. Woodruff's off to a rough start. I mean, he's got tremendous talent. I'm really tempted to take the Pirates, but their history in Milwaukee isn't uh, isn't going to allow me to do it. I'll take the over eight here, Pirates and Brewers. Joe? Yeah, I agree with that over in that game, Brian. And I like the over in that first five. I just think between these two pitchers, we're going to see a really high-scoring game in that one. And I like the under between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Colorado Rockies. I know Coors Field normally equals a lot of runs, but I don't see it happening in this game, Um, not with these two pitchers up. The under is strong um, between these two teams hitting seven of the last ten meetings in Colorado. So give me the under 11 in that one. That was Joe Joe yoded us right there. The The number is strong among these two. (laughs) <laughs> it's is like a Yoda moment said? there. It's kind of like the force is strong. It's kind of like, whoa. Wait a second. I don't know. It could be the Advil. Could be. How many Advil do you generally take? Like, I know some people are like the two Advil types. I'm I'm a three to four. So I try not to, okay. I try not to like, oh, to take four every time. But generally I lean in that direction and normally like, all right, I'm only going to take three. I, I never take any pills at all. So when I take them, it's um, it's one, and it just, yeah, it does me in. One Advil, Joe Madden. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not good to take four, though. That's probably not good for your kidneys <laughs> or something like that, I would think. That's what they. That's when you go to the doctor and they, um, you get prescribed ibuprofen. It's eight hundred milligrams, which would be four. Oh, okay. Which would be four okay. Advils. That makes sense, right? So I don't think they do right. something. I'm wrong. I take eight back. I'm wrong. Joe Madden, one Advil girl. <laughs> Cheap date. Like <laughs> no need to buy the Costco size Advils for uh, for for Joe. Just, no. It's one at a time. Just like. That shit's expired. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of bottles I had to throw out when I was trying to look for Advil. Oh, oh we have the we always have the major expiration. The thing is that we check all the time, and it's like it's amazing how old some of this stuff gets. I'm not just talking medication. I'm talking about like ketchup and jellies, you know, mustard stuff like that. It's like whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's like how did that happen? <laughs> and you start thinking to yourself. Did I did I use that recently? <laughs> Someone's tried to tell me ketchup does not expire. Oh, it it's expires. Like grossest thing. It totally expires. It totally expires. You know what expired on me? Chilies. You know, like I buy like my green chilies that oh, I yeah. put on my tacos, and I also put on my turkey burgers. Oh wow! They expired on me once. Yeah. So I didn't even know. I had no idea. It's in a jar. It can't expire. Maybe that brown tinge on the green could have been the hint. Should have been. Yeah. It's not like the head of lettuce. You know, you leave it there and it's just this ball of who the hell knows what it is. It's like when you're in college, it's like there's nothing in the fridge except for this head of lettuce, like in the back of the crisper. It's like, who bought that thing? Oh, man. Los Angeles Dodgers taking on the Braves. Dodger fans 
took it on the chin yesterday. Walker Bueller hung with the laws. <laughs> oh, Walker Bueller. <laughs> it's always nice when the Dodgers lose a game. Oh, yeah. Especially when it's Walker Bueller. Well, I don't care who it is. I do. Mackenzie Gore gets the ball for the Padres up against Vladdy Daddy, Brian's main man. He's got his Gutierrez jersey on. And game two in Cleveland, Tristan McKenzie up against Jimmy Lambert. Oof, we got two guys that, um, you know, this could be, you know, dueling no-hitters, and this could be, you know, 37-35. You know, who knows what. But I would guess it's going to be a pretty long night in Cleveland. So, if it's chilly, you're going to want to bring a jacket and uh, plenty of money for that snack bar. Do they stop selling beer in the seventh inning of the first game of a doubleheader or just the second? Why do they stop selling beer in the seventh inning? They've always stopped selling beer. Well, not always. In the, I'd say in the really? last 25 years, more than that even. I would say it happened maybe Interesting. 40 years ago. It's maybe a little less than that. Maybe. They well, they stops. don't have many back-to-back doubleheaders. Normally, they separate the games. But well, this year they've so far they've had two. I mean, the last couple of days they do that when they know there's going to be a doubleheader in advance. But like on days like this where there's these rainouts and they're just trying to make them up quickly, like they did yesterday in City Field. Then you have this call. Yeah. Call the customer service at the stadium and ask them when they stop selling beer. I will. Matter of fact, I will, Brian. Let's, That's a good question. If I had my phone, we could call them together. I could plug them right into my soundboard. That's really I interesting. I had game. no clue. They stopped in the third quarter of football, too? Really? Oh. Yep. Yep. I did not the know the this. They don't, they don't stop up here for hockey games, the football games up here. Oh, I went to. A, I've been to an eighteen inning game at Fenway Park. Seventeen, eighteen inning games at Fenway Park, where they stopped selling beer in the seventh inning. It was, uh, really? it was not a happy crowd. Anyways, Dodgers, Braves, Padres, Reds, White Sox, Guardians, game two. Joe. Um. I don't know. It's probably a homer pick going with the Dodgers here, and you guys are probably going to go against it, but I don't think they lose this one as well. I think we got an under game here. (laughs) I knew that was coming. I just think the Dodgers are too strong at home, and they should be able to get it done. I like the under 8.5 in this one as well. I think the Dodgers, even though they did lose yesterday, are playing the better ball. Um, And then... I don't know. I don't know if I can trust in the Reds. I think they're just struggling so much. But I don't like the Padres on the run line. So I'm going to stay off that game. Um, then I don't know. The doubleheader, game two, I'm going to stay off. Joe kind of sucking up to Al Nino's here for that green card on that pick. Brian, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can actually. Hold on a second. Loud ass car going past. I got to pick it all three games. I, I when you see the Dodgers at this kind of price, 
this is when you want to go on the other side, at least in my opinion. I think Charlie Morton usually gets off to a slow start. But here, I think the Braves get a little bit of momentum from last night. I'll take them plus money. And then the Padres, I'm a Gore guy. I think the Reds are just struggling. This is my square homer pick of the day. I'm going to take the Padres on the run line. I think they get it done. And the Guardians with Tristan McKenzie. I think Guardians have an excellent chance to sweep this doubleheader. And uh, I like McKenzie here in game two. I would say sweeping doubleheaders against the White Sox just not probably not going to happen. I'm going to take the White Sox in this one in a high-scoring affair. I love the Braves. Charlie Morton has not pitched well. And to have Gonzalez favored over him is a, it's a joke. I mean, it's he sucks. I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm just going to call it like I see it. I'm sick of sugarcoating it. I'm not seeing it. I see the Braves tattooing him. you have it. I'm going for the Reds because I've taken them almost every single game getting killed. Might as well enjoy the ride. Got the Oakland Athletics taking on the Orioles. Got the Jankies visiting the Tigers. And the Miami Marlins, Alcantara, up against the St. Louis Cardinals who... uh, They've got the Marlins number. I think they've beaten them six, six, 65 out of the last 66 meetings or something. It's like ridiculous. Brian, what do you think? So the three games, so I don't skip over them, Baltimore Orioles, Oakland Athletics, Angels, Astros, and Cardinals, Marlins. The three. I don't think it was, was it Angels, Astros? Let me see. It was, yep. No, it was, it was Tigers. It was Orioles, A's, Tigers, Yankees, Marlins, Cardinals. All right, with that one, I'm going to go with my 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 guy Sandy Alcantara here in the Marlins. Just a free play, and they the Cardinals have got it done yesterday. Surprisingly, like I guess it shouldn't have been a surprise because Lazardo hasn't really done much for the Marlins. Because the Cardinals have beaten the Marlins like 635 of the last 636 meetings and beat them on the run line every single time. How, far, how often do you see the Marlins land minus 140 against anybody? I just think Alcantara is going to have a – and look who he's going against today. Mikkel, is it Miklos? Somebody pronouncing that right? Could be. I don't know. I, I, I like the Marlins today. And I'm going to take the Oakland Athletics. Uh, it's tough to go against Jordan Lyles, one of my guys. But uh, Oakland's been getting it done at home, and the price is kind of light here. Maybe I'm falling into the trap, but I'll take the Oakland A's here money line. You're a fool. Joe? I'm going to take the under between St. Louis and Miami. I think we have a lower scoring one in this. I also like the under between the New York Yankees and the Detroit Tigers. Um, neither of these teams have really been lighting it up run-wise with the Tigers going 3-7 uh, and seven to that over and under and the Yankees. Um, only going over in one of their last 10 games here. And then I think it's Baltimore or no one for me in that one because we're looking at uh, COVID issues for the Oakland A's. We really don't know who is going to get out there and play, and I can't put money on them in that situation. So give me Baltimore. Well, Oakland's one of those teams that's next man up. So not concerned about any issues there whatsoever for them. I think the Orioles just lousy spot. Once again, on the West Coast, I think that um, the Cardinals, uh, I don't care who's pitching. They just always beat the Marlins. Uh, one of those things. 
You know that when the Marlins opened the new stadium, when they moved to the new stadium, you know who the first team they played was, Brian? The Cardinals. Cardinals. And you know what happened to that? You know what happened in that game? Cardinals won. But they the won by about 100. They hit a home run. You know, remember the monument that they took out now? That's the thing that they had with the spinning fish. <laughs> Freaking yeah. second pitch. Hit, hit that thing on the fly. The Cardinals have now won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, they've won eight of their last nine against the Marlins, and they've covered the run line. Oh, no, not haven't covered the run line in most of those, but they've, they've won eight of their last nine against the Marlins. That is what you call ownership. Um, it's just certain teams just always lose to other teams. The Pirates always lose to the Brewers. The Marlins always lose to the Cardinals. Not today. Okay. I agree with you, Brian. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all I'm Cardinals. Not, I'm, at, I'm adamant about the Marlins today. It's okay. Like it's okay. Someone's got to pay off my, my wager. <laughs> I also right. like the I also like the Tigers on the Bittler. Plus one and a half on this one. Minus 118 is what I'm seeing right now. Um, I think that's a gift. Yankees... Um, Yankees not covering this run line. They don't cover run lines back to back, and you know after coming off of a win, horrible, horrible at it. Anyway, speaking of Shohei Otani, takes the ball here in uh, in Houston. Jake Odorizzi on the mound for the Strohs. Oh, Brian's another Brian pitcher, Eric Fetty on the mound for the Washington Nationals up against. Uh, Merrill Kelly. He's not, he's not a pitcher. Merrill Kelly's a pitcher of mine. No, you, you like Fetty. You, you like him. You like him. It's like if he's up against like Kershaw or something. Um, and then uh, Chris Bassett against Radon. In this is good. that Scherzer game, that second game yesterday, that Mets Giants game, probably the quickest game of the season. I think this one's got a chance to go, be the quickest game of the season again. Bassett against Radon at um, City Field. The total six and a half in this thing, Joe. Any any uh, thoughts on these three? Yeah, three really interesting games here. Um, I think between LA and the Astros, we're gonna see a higher scoring one. We both or both teams have high powered offenses, and I can see this going over. And we look at both these teams trending highly to that over uh, the. Astros, their last five games, four have gone over, and L.A., their last six, five have gone over, and one has pushed there. And then I got to lean on the Washington Nationals. we just seen Arizona struggle when playing in Washington against the Nationals, only winning one of their last five. And then give me the over between the San Francisco Giants and the New York Mets. I think this one just sneaks over. I think it's a little low um, here at six and a half. I think we get to that seven. Brian? Yeah, I think Otani's overpriced here as usual. I think you're getting a good deal with the Houston Astros and Oda Rizzi, who's not the best pitcher in the world, but if you're getting plus money with the Astros at home, I'll take it. I don't see the Angels getting another W. Um, I'll take Merrill Kelly, Arizona Diamondbacks, one of my pitchers here. Uh, I don't remember Eric Fetty, but maybe I, I get on him on occasion. I just think too much confidence in Washington after how they've looked the last two against Arizona. Uh those are my two. Diamondbacks, money line, I really like, and then the Astros, I also like. 
Merrill Kelly hasn't given up a run yet this season. So normally guys like that for you, you always say, wow, they're doing it getting smacked around a little bit. But anyways. Yeah, Merrill Kelly's one of my guys. Every year I like Merrill. Him and um, the other guy. Uh, who's the other guy in Arizona I like? Ryan's I on, the, on the Merrill Kelly bandwagon over here. He's bandwagoning it up on uh, Merrill Kelly. I, of this of the slots today, I like this one the least. Um, these are the three games I like the least. I would lean to the Giants over the Mets out of this um, slot. I just think losing back to backers yesterday swept in a, in in the series. I don't think that um, I don't think they lose three in a row. I thought they had that first game yesterday, and I think they let that one get away. The second game they were never in, but the first game I thought they had it. Um. We go the Red Sox and the Blue Jays. Joe's uh, main man, Jose Barrios, on the mound there for the uh, Blue Jays up against Nick Pavetta, Brian's main man. Brian loves Pavetta and Joe loves Barrios. Maybe a little bit of... I haven't taken Pavetta yet this year. Maybe today's your day. You got Marcus Stroman and Drew Rasmussen going out at Wrigley. The Cubs, six and five, you know, raised six and six. And uh, you got the Royals and the Twins. This is probably Brian Dilemma. He's got two guys. <laughs> I mean, they're just absolutely oh, you ever hideous. you see that meme where the guy has the two buttons and he doesn't know which mm-hmm. one to pick and he's sweating really hard? So maybe that's me trying okay. to decide on that one. Yep. And then you've got <laughs> Seattle against the Rangers. Dane Dunning, I think, has been a little disappointing this season. Uh, he's given up two home runs in, in the two starts. And uh, you know, that's been his undoing Joe little Jose Barrios on the road for you well yeah I know he has struggled and so is uh Pavetta so I think he's the better pitcher of the two and I will lean on the Blue Jays to get a nice win here but I do think this one stays under the total and um I think this one hits seven at the most. I think with these pitchers up, I think both of them are going to start off stronger than we've seen them come out this season. So give me the under nine between the Blue Jays and the Boston Red Sox. And then I like the Tampa Bay Rays here. I think um, they're the better team, and we're only paying minus 115 for them here. I I love it. They've been strong um, in their last 10 meetings, winning seven of those against... um, Sorry, the Chicago. I'm so tired. The Chicago Cubs. I can't talk anymore, well, Rich. Not, just you know, you know the key phrase here. All you gotta do is say it, and yeah. uh, we, you're good to go. We have a we have a password that if, if Joe knows that it's like all. Oh, just if she's not feeling well, she just has to say the phrase, and we'll all understand you know, that she has to go. It's not happening. You guys can just deal with me not being able to talk a little bit. You guys can only imagine what it is. I'm not saying it. Not to even save my life. (laughs) Brian, how about you? You going to say it? No, but I will take uh... I will take the Super Square Mariners tonight. I think Gilbert continues his uh, strong uh, campaign here against the Rangers. Uh, I'm going to take the Chicago Cubbies at home with Stroman. This seems like a light price for Stroman, but they are playing Tampa Bay. I think the Cubbies get a W. I'll take the over in the Blue Jays-Red Sox. These two pitchers uh, haven't shown their best so far, and I think the ball uh, gets out of the stadium a couple times tonight. No, the, the, the key phrase is, is not pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> it's pineapple. That's, that's an easy one to say. <laughs> 
Nah, it's a little more. It's a little. More, <laughs> it has a little bit more meaning to it than that one. <laughs> All right, I like the. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Rays just purely because I hate the Cubs. I like the I like the Blue Jays here with Barrios against Pavetta. I think you could probably lay the run line if you're gonna play it. I'm not gonna, you know, it's not a premium or anything for me, but I would lay the run line in that one. Just the Red Sox, not good at stringing together wins. And the Blue Jays, they don't string together losses. They haven't lost back-to-back games in seven straight losses. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, the way that the way that they should finish the season, I'm going to guess they're not going to lose back-to-back very often. Anyways, I like that over in Kansas City, Minnesota. If you're heading out to Kauffman Stadium today, bring a glove. Thank me later on that one. And, uh, oh, let's do the home run props in that game. Everybody. Let's see. I like, um, I'll go with uh, Bobby Witt Jr. um, for the home run in that one off Paddock. And I'll go with, uh, who else can hit one off Paddock? Pretty much everybody. And then for the Twins... Let's just take a look at this one. I mean, this is really where the home run props. This is where you got to be, right? I mean, these guys stink. This is this is one of the worst pitching matchups you'll ever see, right? I mean, this is terrible, especially coming off of last night. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Kepler um, to hit a home run. I'll take Correa to hit a home run. I'll go with uh, let's see, and then. For the Royals, Bobby Witt Jr. and um, Hunter Dozier to hit a home run as well. Yeah, I like all those. I think it's going. I think it's going to be a home run derby. Daniel Lynch is pitching. It's a treat for everyone. It's it's an over player's dream. Do you like overs? Salvi hit two yesterday, and Dozier hit one yesterday. I think they both can hit him again today, too. Salvi, like, strings them together. Remember he had the Grand Slam uh, string? When was that, two years ago? When he had, like, four or five Grand Slams in a row. Oh. Crazy. Like, five games in a row with a Grand Slam. Salvi. All right. Well, we're at that time of the show that everyone's waiting for. We got parlays or props or both. Brian. Yep, I got one. You can thank tell me. these people. Oh, go ahead. I got to thank me later parlay right here that you can thank me later on. The Atlanta Braves on the money line, the Miami Marlins on the money line, and the Boston Celtics laying the three and a half. Joe. I have a total parlay, so I'm going to take the Angels and the Astros over, the Phillies and the Rockies under, and the Yankees and the Tigers under. I'm taking the Arizona Diamondbacks with the Toronto Blue Jays and the over in the Royals Twins. That's my parlay. I'm sticking to it. Anyways, thanks everyone for joining us. It was special. 
enjoyed it. Welcome back, Joe. Classes yeah. up the place a little bit. Anyways, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Make it a winning day. And uh, I'm going to try and act more professional tomorrow. Maybe I'll go back to that saying. That was a fun one. I'll try and act more professional tomorrow. Make it a winning day. We're going to be doing the premium and the VIP right after this. So uh, one after another, rapid fire style. I like this one after another premium and VIP. I think it works better, especially there's been a lot of day games. I mean, it's not going to be that way all season, but I still like it.